Welcome to Two Hypnotherapists Talking with me, Denise Billen Mejia in Delaware, USA. And me, Martin Ferber in Preston, UK. This weekly podcast is for anyone and everyone who would like to know more about the fascinating subject of hypnosis and the benefits it offers. I'm a clinical hypnotherapist and psychotherapist. I'm a retired medical doctor turned consulting hypnotist. We are two hypnotherapists talking. So let's get on with the episode. Hi. <laughs> Hi, here today, we go. <laughs> today, our guest is Les Roberts, who is, I'm really happy to, we haven't talked very often, and I'm really excited about having her chat to us because her specialty is children. But uh, my friend Martin is feeling a bit under the weather, but say hi, Martin. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Les, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit to the audience um, and talk about do. how you Thanks, got Denise. into hypnosis? <laughs> right. So thanks, Denise, and thanks, Martin, uh, for inviting me. I fell into it by default, really. Um, I was working for the NHS Um in paediatrics, but um, under the umbrellas of OT, which is occupational mm -hmm. therapy, physio and speech and language. So the, an integrated targeted service. And I became ill um, and had a few um, bereavements in our family and everything. And to cut a long story short, I lost my job. Um, oh. And I had, I didn't know what to do, but I'd already done um, a course on NLP and I absolutely love the way you know the NLP gets you you know talking and thinking and acting and I thought well stand alone it's not going to get me you know a business really is it so I was just on Facebook and fell upon this course and um, didn't go the first time decided it wasn't for me and then it popped up again, and I'm, I'm a huge believer of the law of attraction. So I thought, mm, okay, let's give it a go. So I went to the free weekend, absolutely hooked, and that was it. So, Where did you train? And I actually trained them? in Manchester, um, mm -hmm. which is probably about 30 miles from me. So I actually trained for um, a school in manchester mm. uh, well they're not based in manchester they're based all over the place but they have uh, like satellite um, right. schools everywhere so um and then when i qualified I'd, I'd already started to um to see people and and then i thought you know what i've got 14 years of working with children from an ot physio and speech point of view why not use my skills yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Just the reason much, to work with us. And much needed. Yeah, they are. But they also, they, their problems also tend to get, oh, yeah, they'll grow out of it. It's not, yeah. yeah. It, they're, they're very resilient. Mm, yeah, mm -hmm. but they do carry it with them. <laughs> they, do. So, they do. So where are you based exactly? I'm based in St. Helens, which is in between Manchester and Liverpool. Okay. So she's about 20 miles down the road from me. Yes, oh, close. Am, okay. I, yeah. 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 We are very close. <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's maybe it's Sheila's influence, but there seems to be a heck of a lot of hypnotists in your area. <laughs> um, really, in our area, is that there's the more towards we're like we're based sort of um, Lancashire way, um, mm -hmm. and the more on the Yorkshire side, aren't they? The the other um, yeah, she, Sheila and everybody. 
Yeah, yeah. they're over the other side of the pedals. See, my my previous southern experience, I lived in, in Salisbury, I was born and raised in Salisbury. So to me, I'm it's just a swap of unknown territory. Like those old uh, maps. Any, anything north dragons, north dragons live beyond. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I don't even go to Birmingham. <laughs> yeah. And anything north of Watford and you get culture shock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Les, do you primarily see children for your hypnosis work? Um, um I'm hoping to, but not at this moment in time. Mm, um mm. because um as you know, I'm private, so it you know it, it all down it's all down to the parents to see if they've got the um the finances to pay mm. me. um but yeah I, I, I still see adults and I, I think I will continue to see adults mm. but I would like the balance to shift from children up here adults down here right yeah I mean I've, I've been looking um, sort of like with real interest at this work you've been doing with children over the school holidays, which is about their mental health and well-being. And you've been doing a lot of classes with that. Um, and I was looking at some of the well-being things that you were doing because you were putting them up online. And, you know, it, it all really ties in with hypnosis for children, doesn't it? Um, all the kind of things about, you know, dreams and wishes and it's, it's all, um, you know, positive future visualization in one form or another, um, which is, you know, it, it is all hypnosis um, and what have you. How do you find that's gone with them? Oh, it's fantastic. Mm. Like, I said, like I said just before you, you press record, it's absolutely exhausting. Mm. However, it, it is so rewarding to watch the mm -hmm. children come in and they don't want to leave the parents, you know, but we have a policy parents do not stay mm. because there's mm -hmm. no room, um, you know, because we, we have ten, 10 children in each class and there's no room for parents to stay. Mm. Um, plus also it's a case of, I feel that they may be distracted if the if the parents are there. So the parents yeah, already know them. that they're, mm. they're not to stay. Um, and doing a group of ten children, they sort they seem to bounce off each other all the time. Yeah, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. and they can they, you can see them um, not just forging friendships, but also seeing how others react to what I talk about. But bringing in the crafting is mm. just so that they're not just sat there twiddling the thumbs listening right. to me because they'll just space out if we did that so mm -hmm. but the crafts like you said are all um with the topic of like putting the worries to bed mm. um, mm -hmm. the dream catcher so that we didn't say it was to catch negative dreams um our purpose was to catch wonderful dreams and nice thoughts so that it hangs up at your window and it stops all those not very nice dreams coming through and mm. things so um yeah it, it like i said it's very tiring but it's very very rewarding mm. and i was i'm very fortunate that because i'm a cic company which is a community interest company mm. i can apply for funding from anywhere from the lottery from any charity um but this funding was from the department for education and our local council yeah yeah i noticed that and of course that oh. is that is a glowing endorsement you know for for the council to sponsor it oh definitely right. yeah are these programs that you put together do the, you see the children sequentially or is it one-off 
No, they can attend. Um, say Christmas, we held the mm -hmm. classes for eight days. They can attend for the eight days. They can attend in the morning and in the afternoon, but the morning and afternoon are repeated, you know, on mm -hmm. um, that particular day. But no, they, they, can, they can turn up for as many sessions as they want. And because it was funded by the council, was it free to the point of service yes. for the kids? Great. Yes. It's free for the children to attend also because they, um, I apply for the funding. And when I apply for the funding, I also apply for extra funding so we can give them um, what we call a well-being box mm -hmm. and in that well-being box are all the activities for the whole of those eight days oh that's um, great and they get to take them home mm. yeah, and yeah. all the instructions are written out so that if they don't attend you know say monday tuesday wednesday but only come thursday friday then they've got right the rest. they've still got that yeah yeah yeah. Mm. yeah. Do, have you found that any parents are so delighted with the response of their kids oh, that they've that yeah. they've wanted to bring them back for a more personal? Yes, yeah, I've, I've actually got a few, a few children to see from the back of um, the summer ones, um, and I've had a few inquiries from the uh, the Christmas one as well. But we've got one going on in um, Easter as well. So they run mm -hmm. three times a year. They run Easter holidays, which is. Is that April, March, April? Depends, time? depends on the year. Yeah, yeah summer <laughs> and um, and Christmas as well. So we, mm -hmm. we run them three times a year. The funding is only available, I think, for the next two years. So I'm just going to hopefully make the most of it. However, I will tell you, though, on the back of it, um, because I've forged these really good friendships, um, not friendships, relationships with the people at the council, um, I've also been invited to do a few bits and pieces for the DART programme, which is the domestic um, abuse, the, mm. um, you know, after the perpetrators left and how, mm -hmm. you know, um, we can help to um, strengthen those relationships between the child and, and the parent. Excellent. So I've got I've got that, and I also um we did some um we made some little um eye masks with lavender with the ladies mm -hmm. who completed the the dark rehabilitation course. So yeah. fingers crossed it will go. Yeah, a little bit this is really ripple, brilliant and specialised stuff. Yeah, as I say, I was yeah. I was following it um, with great interest. Um, all the different crafting classes and things they're doing, and seeing the the logic behind each actual. Uh, activity and where it was coming from um, and I, I was really enjoying following it so <laughs> anyway Denise as you know was a pediatrician and she has said on more than one occasion on various podcasts when mm -hmm. we get to talk about children they're all hypnotized little beings till I think you say till about eight or nine years old yeah. don't you um, so I was just wondering then if, you, if we could talk a bit about actually when hypnotizing children how you find it compared to hypnotizing an adult um the same really but easier to be but faster it's yeah easier <laughs> because there we as we get older we forget how to use our imagination but if, mm. if you think about it when you read a book you get engrossed in that book don't you, you actually are on on those pages reliving you know, because I remember reading a book and I had streams of tears running down yeah. my mm -hmm. face at this one particular book. Um, but as we get older, we, we tend not to do that as much. Um, whereas children, children do have that ability to fall in and out of self-hypnosis so much quicker than us. Mm. Mm -hmm. do, do you think as adults, that's part of our 
um, inability to get in the moment as we get older. As you say, when you're a child and you're reading a book, you can be so absorbed in it. And um, whereas as an adult, maybe less so. I mean, for some people, they do still get engrossed in a book. I, I, I mean, I do. When I read books, I get engrossed in and films and, and things like that. I really get mm. engrossed in things. But I do think it's our lifestyle because we're so busy. Mm. Um, you know, we, we, do, we don't tend to, to find that time out for us and everything. It's just a quick, you know, oh, I'll read a few chapters in my book or I'll do this and I'll do that or yeah. there's no time to do it. Whereas well, and children are playing, aren't they? We don't right. play. Well, that's, we? But that is another aspect of, of child that's not really hypnosis, but but kids that tend to be overscheduled <laughs> that, that we're taking away but because of the availability of educational materials on screens everywhere and programs at the Y or whatever, they they tend to have less time to just go lie under a tree and look at clouds or whatever else whilst they're thinking about whatever they're thinking about. Um, mm-hmm. Do they come? Do they come to you always through this sort of funnel of the of the group programs, or do they come in individually? Parents will call you and say, "Could you?" Yeah, see my... parents. Parents will call me. Okay. Um, I'm actually doing some work with two children in one of our local schools. Um, and the reason why I'm in there is because their foster parents um, mm-hmm. knows me and has said to um, school, "We, you know, we need some help here." Yeah, you know. So she said, and I know a very, very good uh, therapist who will come down and and help. So I've just I've just got six weeks with two children in a school, okay. which is fantastic. May I ask what is the initial presenting issue? And um, they're fostered and uh, they're in long term foster um, and it's their past. Their past isn't. Um, how's it? Not, how's it? How's how is it impacting their school? Are they destructive or no, withdrawn? No, they're, they're or? not. They're quite withdrawn. And yeah. um, the eldest will say, oh, there's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fine. But they're not. You, you can tell in different, you know, when when um, like they, they came to the groups and um, they were making things. And I never say, let's make Mother's Day cards. Let's make cards for your parents, because I'm aware mm-hmm. that I, I do have quite a, a lot of looked after children coming in. Mm-hmm. And um, you could just tell there was, you know, there was just something there. I think you just have to go with your gut a lot of time when you're working with children, don't you? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're quite happy for me to go in I've already been in last week and they're quite happy that as long as I don't interfere with their break time they're quite happy for me to come in so. <laughs> gotta get your priorities right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah. so I, I'm intrigued to know Les. okay if an adult comes to see any of us as hypnotherapists for hypnotherapy they, they have a preconceived preconceived idea of what it's about and we've generally spoken with them beforehand to explain there's no swinging watches instead of the other it's you know deep relaxation it's focus concentration it's whatever what do children expect you know if, if they're coming to see do they think a hypnotist as in you know what they've seen on television or do they ask what's going to happen to me or I, I don't, to be perfectly honest, um, I don't really hypnotise the children. Mm. I use sort of waking hypnosis, if you can call yeah. it that, where yeah. we just use their imaginations. But 
as you hit the older side, you know, the older children, like teens and everything, mm. then I will explain to them that, you know, that it's um, using your imagination to imagine that you're somewhere where we can make those changes, explain that, you know, it's done mm. at a much deeper level. But the same as I would with adults, they're, they're in control at all times. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I mean, that that's the thing that we all, you know, get across to our clients all the time, isn't it? They are in control at all times. It, to, to me, it's the one biggest sort of misconception people have about I hypnosis. Think, I, I think I'm going to try and challenge myself to say, not that you are in control, that you can be in control. Because some people just cede control to others and, and go through mm. life without not realizing that they have that. Mm. So what we need to tell our clients is that mm. you can be in charge of your own life, yeah. <laughs> at least Till the government steps in. You can be in charge of a lot of it. That's a whole other podcast. (laughs) Do you do any medical uh, hypnosis stuff? Any kids with medical issues? Um, I've done... When you say medical, do you mean with yeah. any illnesses? Orga- organic, med- I mean, obviously mental health is, is medical too. Yeah. But, um, but but things like kids with pain. Yes, I have. Orga- I've done, I've done uh, actually, the um, we, I had uh, the two children that I see in the school, the reason why their, pa- their foster parents have recommended me is because I saw their son um, on his last few weeks of life. So, oh. Yeah, so um, that was quite a while ago. That was before I actually qualified in, in hypnosis. And I just went to see him and, and use, you know, um, neuro-linguistic programming to help him get over his nightmares, really, and, you know, to relax a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've we've remained in touch ever since, you see. So, um, you know, that's a bonus, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah um, so, so that's... Yeah. Sorry, interrupt. Sorry, go on. I would say that's that's something again, though, isn't it? That we've never explored that in hypnosis for palliative care, yeah. helping helping people, you know, make the journey, helping helping ease their journey forward. Right, and there are a few people that's what they do. To, yeah, to... yeah, I think um, I've I've helped children with um, say issues like hay fever um with pain um we i had a little girl who had uh, eczema very severe eczema um and i helped her um i've also uh, like you said the the mental health side uh ocds um and uh ticks mm-hmm. um, yeah but there's not been a lot of medical things um po- uh Pre-medical, you know, if uh, a child was going in for, say, an operation or going to the dentist, then I'd right. see a child <clears throat> then. And a few posts, but not really that many. That'd be something that I would be really interested in doing. But, um, mm-hmm. but Ooh, hasn't hasn't knocked on the door yet. <laughs> <laughs> how long have you been? How long have you been in practice? I qualified in two thousand and sixteen. Okay. Um, and then uh, that's in hypnosis. I qualified 2013, 14 uh, in NLP. Did mm-hmm. eye movement therapy as well. So I'm an mm-hmm. uh, um, IEMT, uh, eye mm-hmm. movement EFT as well, which is, as we know, is, is tapping. Um, and then it was, I got a, the place where I am now, I got this place in December 2019. 
signed a three-year lease and I thought well I better get my finger out and start you know paying the rent yeah yeah (laughs) and I opened 14th of January 2020 and then eight and a half weeks after COVID yeah Yeah, that happened to my office too but I I knew that I wanted the bulk of my work to be online so that was that was good yeah Uh, I do see a few people in their doctor's offices but obviously only the local people so do you see do you do much online work I, I do a little bit. It's, it's becoming more and more um, popular for, me, for, you know, my kind of clients. Um, I've actually got one after I've finished talking to you tonight. Um, but most of them, I encourage them to come if they can mm-hmm. um, to see me because my, my place is big enough. So um, I encourage them to come here. And, and the pool of people you see is mostly local? Uh no, not really. To be perfectly honest, yes, um, I'd say 50-50 really. Um, mm. I've got people coming from 20-30 miles away. Mm. Um, yeah, you're in quite a good location there though as well, aren't you? Because yeah. you're handy for Liverpool, Warrington, yeah. Manchester, you've got a big catchment area. Yeah, I'm right off the M62 motorway. Mm. So, um, hmm. Do you get much support from the medical community or interest from the medical community? No. Uh, are you reaching out to them? Yes, um, every uh, client who comes in to see me, whether it be an adult or a child, um, on my intake form, I actually have a little box that they can tick to say I can write to their GP. And once they finish their treatment, I send a letter to their GP. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're seems... fixed now. They're fixed now, so you don't yeah. need to. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, seems yeah. pretty standard, Nothing actually. At all. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know whether it's it's the because we're private that people have to pay i don't know whether it's because the gp doesn't like to refer people because they they have to say well you're going to have to pay i don't know i really don't know because you're saying you're cnhc registered aren't you same as me yes um so you're on the list that the gps can refer to the thing is as well with the doctors in the uk it's what tools they have at their disposal. This is the thing, right. Liza. Anybody goes to the doctors feeling, you know, less than well with the mental health. What options has the doctor got? Oh, they can put you on a waiting list for counselling 18 months. Or they can, yes, give, you exactly. a, or they can exactly. give you a prescription there and then. And again, this right. is, you know, as we often say, it's that thing. The minute you've got a prescription in your hand, you know, there's the assumption there. there's the placebo effect. Oh, I'm going to feel better is giving me a prescription. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is sad when that is the, when that is the first line of defence that they, that they're able to use. They, if all they can offer you is something that you've got to wait months for, then what are the chance that right. other choice do they have really? Well, like you said, Martin, the likes of myself and 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 you, mm. we're on a register from the CNHC, and they have that register, and yeah. they could say, well, listen. You know, if you want something for free, you're going to have to wait. But if you're willing to pay, there we go. Right. You know, you mm. can, um, because the, the, it has changed. It really has changed. And like you said, through since COVID, and now we have these um, these strikes for, you know, for people who work in the NHS. It's, um, it's absolutely scary. Yeah. I mean, well, what I find strangest of all is if you go on the NHS website, Nice recommend hypnotherapy as one of the first choices for IBS and for other things. But well, the NHS won't pay for it. <laughs> they do have uh, they do have their own um, hypnotherapists um, for IBS. 
but they are, are they in every catchment area though uh, yeah not, so not there's not a chance not that i know of but mm -hmm. they are i i know somebody who actually um went for one of the jobs and she said she was very restricted in what methodologies what approaches she could use it was very much scripted mm. yeah to do well that's that is true here there are several centers of excellence where um, and you can't deviate from the script which is silly because you're dealing with an individual patient but it's big from a research point of view or you know you can only change one variable at a time so that that's what they need to do i totally understand why yeah. because they have to they have to you know monitor it in one way or other but it seems such a shame that there's so many people out there who are crying out for help and they just mm -hmm. they just can't get it mm -hmm. Getting back to children, though, do you get recommendations? I, are you recommended by schools that you've worked in? For um, and it's getting there. It's getting there. Yes. Um, so a lot of schools are because through the council, really, a lot of schools are well aware of who I am and what I do. And um, apparently, my name is um, dropped in many, many meetings, which is fantastic. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, they're on my side and they're batting my corner for me because they know the difference in the children. Because the when whenever I do these classes, um, the the parents I give the parents um, feedback forms and then mm -hmm. they come to me, which I take a copy. The parents know, and then I I give them back to the council. But there's also people who uh, work in children's centres where they have said, "Oh, you know, um, I sent." you know, my, my son or my daughter to Les Roberts's classes and, um, you know, they're coming back. The kids are coming back year after year, which is fantastic. That's mm. nice. Yeah. 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 We're we'll getting yeah. there. Getting back to when you treat children individually or away from your classes, you know, when you, when you have them as hypnotherapy clients, yeah. um, do you find yourself being asked for or giving advice to the parents on other parenting skills because at the end of the day you know children are coming to you with issues maybe they're no confidence or something like that well, I don't know what issues they would come to you for um but do you, do you find yourself teaching parenting skills I do I mm. do I, and I might sound really awful now I have no qualms telling the parent if it's <laughs> their behaviors that's um you know uh making the child behave in that way I had one um lady who came to see me who um called her daughter uh mini me and mm. um she just said she's just like me you know she's anxious she's this she's that and i thought yeah that's because you are Tell her. Mm -hmm. yeah if yeah. you keep but telling her no, she I, is yeah. then she will be yeah, yeah. <laughs> i have no i have no qualms whatsoever i will um i will do that but um Tony and I run uh, a podcast, Tony Gordon and I, and that's mm. Parental Diaries. Yeah. And that's all about um, how we can help the parents or how the parents can help themselves as far as it, they're concerned about the children. Because if you think about it, if we can help children to manage their emotions and impulses, and we can teach the parents how to do that, I know it makes our jobs um, a little bit easier, hopefully, you know, they, they won't do such a fantastic job that we won't get any children. To <laughs> yeah, hopefully they will. Yeah. That, but, but then we can go off and do just the, the, the fuzzy stuff, you know, the yeah. public speaking. And, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
In fact, I'm glad you mentioned that podcast, Les, because we'll be putting a link to it in the show notes. Um, on, on, yeah. yeah, if you're watching this on YouTube, look in the comments thing, all the show notes are there. And yeah. if you're listening on one of the other podcast platforms, um, there are show notes there as well. We put a link to how anybody can get in contact with you at your hypnotherapy clinic, but also your podcast as well that you do yeah. with Tony Gordon. I mean, what, I, what I'd like to do in the future, if you don't mind me telling you, um, is we have, um, where I live in St. Helens, we have like deprived areas and, you know, very fortunate areas. And in the, one of the deprived areas, we have what's called generational unemployment. And mm -hmm. it's unemployment where the grandparents, the parents have never held down a job, don't want to hold down a job, probably don't know what to do to get That's a it. job. That's the um, same thing. That's a comfort thing. Yeah, how how, yeah. how can I go out and then they're going to say no and I'm going to yeah. feel worse. Yeah. Yeah. So the children, when it comes to year, is it, I don't know, year nine or 10, something like that in, in mm. the senior school, they're asked by school, what, what would you like to do? It could be older. Don't quote me on the mm. years, but what would you like to do? Would you like to go to college? Um, would you like to be whatever you want to be? And some of these children haven't a clue. They've got no um, inspiration and mm. nobody to look up to because of what's happened. Yeah. You know? I, and then that opens up, I mean, because obviously St. Helens is very similar to where I'm from. I'm from the Northern Towns as well. And um, this is the whole thing over here, Denise. Years ago, go back 50, 60 years, you could leave school at 16 without having achieved much in terms of formal education, but you'd have a strong work ethic and there was lots of work there that was well paid. If you worked on the docks yep. or you worked in the factories, you took home a good wage and you could keep your family. Nowadays, if you leave school at 16 with no qualifications, the best you can hope for is working in Amazon on minimum wage on nine quid an hour or something. These pet, these children in this particular area, this is the ex-mining community from right. years, years yep. ago. Again, same um, round here. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And it's um I've been asked by a um a governor of a school, but he also worked in the school as well, to um do a little video so that they can present it to the children. So um potentially I could may hopefully just go in and, and have a chat with them. Mm. Um, I'm still umming and ahhing about it because I'd rather go and stand up on the stage in front of the kids and say, right, you know, here we go. If you can get those kids to engage their imagination, these are children who've seen movies. They presumably, at least most of them, have been able to read a book or at least a comic book yeah. and get some idea of what they want that's outside of what they see. And there are, of course, exceptional people who do that. There are children who grow up in terrible poverty and do wonderful things but the, but the ma the main thing is you don't want them to be so down and depressed I don't mind about please make money so we can tax you but you you want you want people to enjoy the life they have you only get one exactly yeah so we'll, we'll see we'll see what's around the corner you know about that so mm -hmm. easier mm -hmm. to fix the child than to fix an adult with the child's problems we've only got this now showing on um 
whatever's going on on uh, the TV at the moment and this book that's out at the moment, dare I mention it? But, uh, <laughs> <you know. laughs> oh, that one, yeah. 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 So um, you can see it's, it's easier to fix a child than fix an adult with a child's problems. So. Yeah. And I've got a book coming out as well. So. Oh, well, tell, us, oh. tell us about it. I don't know why you just sit around doing nothing all day. <laughs> <laughs> tell us about the book, Liz. Uh, well, my book, my book is aimed at children, and it's um, it 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 came about when I was about eighteen, nineteen, and um, I was working at a, a radio station, a local radio station in Manchester, and meeting all loads of people, and um, you know, and I worked in advertising. Um, it was called traffic and it was traffic in the commercials and you listen to these voiceovers all the time and it does spark your imagination and um, so I thought of these characters and I never did anything with it apart from when my children were little and Christmas Eve I needed to do something at Christmas Eve because I never went out you know I was like mm -hmm. a mum at home and um they used to like get the baths or new bedding or new jammers, you know, and slippers and everything on Christmas Eve. And I used to read them a story. And this story was about these characters. And I did write a few. So it went on for a few years where I used to write different stories with the same characters and forgot all about it because the kids got older, couldn't be bothered, mm -hmm. you know, and I probably got busier. Um, and then I've been... Because I deal with a lot of children, I've been reading a few books and everything. I've been looking at them going, I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. So I thought, do you know what? I'm going to write a book. So that my book is about this little character who is carrying his worries. Mm -hmm. And with him carrying his worries, he's getting heavier and heavier and heavier with his worries. Mm -hmm. And he goes to mom and mom says, Right, I'll help you. So that's the, that's the, mm. in a nutshell, but I'm going to do something completely different. At the back of the book, he's going to be advice for parents, two little methodologies, what they can use with the kids, and also a nice little script for a bit of relaxation for them. Yeah, so that's going to be in the back of the book. Storytelling metaphors, it's all hypnosis. Yeah. <laughs> So that's yep. so it's gone to my um one of my directors who's an illustrator and mm -hmm. shows me a favor so it's gone to her to illustrate it and then once it's it comes back which hopefully it might be the end of the month then i can put Good. it into print oh, oh well, excellent when it goes into print you'll have to come back on again oh yeah and tell us yeah, about absolutely. it absolutely yeah absolutely brilliant brilliant can you believe that we're out of time <laughs> <laughs> Yes, because yeah. we do this every week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is it is two hypnotherapists talking a lot. Is what it yeah, is. talking a lot. Yeah, yeah. Well, really, thank you so much. It was yeah, lovely to see you. you again and actually have a conversation because it's usually like three minutes getting to know each other. <laughs> networking. <laughs> and thanks for coming on, Les. We, oh, if, uh, yeah, we're going to put all the details in the show notes. Anybody thank listening you. who wants to contact thank Les you. or listen to her other podcast, uh, the details are in the um, comments below. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. for having me. We hope you've enjoyed listening. 
Please remember, this podcast is designed to give you an insight into therapeutic hypnosis and is for educational purposes only. So remember, consult with your own healthcare professional if you think something you've heard may apply to you or a loved one. If you found this episode useful, you can apply for free continuing professional development or CME credit using the link provided in the show notes. Feel free to contact either of us through the links in the show notes. Join us again next week.